Ladies and gentlemen, as my office chair creaks and cracks in the background, welcome to another Technical Alpha podcast. It is Thursday, February the 1st, 2018, which means, if history serves, we've actually crossed over into wintertime. Because up until uh, recently, we haven't really gotten winter here. We've just gotten some sort of weird mixture of what we'd get in the middle of October. And uh, so I'm just, I'm waiting for the second coming. We've already been hit with a little bit of snow. It came. It went away relatively quick. But I'm bracing myself uh, for what's inevitably going to be, I'm sure, a gong show. Gentlemen, how is everyone doing today? I am... Not so Are good. You, My you muted on, on Discord as usual. Uh, well, in the meantime, I'm no. doing all right. Uh, okay. Relatively chill week. <laughs> okay, yeah, you can, you continue. Oh, Jeff sorts out why he's not on on Discord's audio. Yeah, no, um, I actually um, on the merch front, I got a large chunk of the um, smaller bundles out. I'm working on getting the big boxes out. So awesome! I should actually start seeing them soon. All right, I'm I'm here. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, that's good. That's good. And other th- other than that, how was the week? Um, just busy with work and stuff. Uh, lots mm. of new projects coming our way. We're finally getting into gear for the full year. Um, I found out I get a lot of cool projects this year, so pretty pumped. Awesome. That's good. Yeah, this would be about the time where that starts to happen, isn't it? We've we've now yeah. we're, we're everyone's entering. back. Everyone's ready. Mm-hmm. Everyone's hyped. No one is completely demotivated yet. <laughs> It'll all well, uh, yeah, and yet, uh, yet, <laughs> this is probably not going to take a substantial amount of time, but uh, I'm sure it will happen. Uh, There's hope. Eventually, there is hope. That is, it's We're talking weird. about new things, new standards, growth, which is weird because February is usually the last time anyone has any hope. If you're on the Eastern Seaboard, uh, it's <laughs> usually February is when everyone wants to kill themselves because of the fucking weather. But uh, We're not all in Halifax. That's true. That's true. Out, out here, February is very real. Everyone is super salty all the time in February here on, like on, on the East Coast. It's it's it gets it gets a little gnarly. People get like cabin fever and shit eventually, and then they just start losing their minds gradually. Everyone needs to be taking like half an entire bottle of vitamin D supplements every single day <laughs> uh, between now and April to get us through. But how are you doing, Mr. Black? How was your week? Um, week's been all right. I'm kind of doing shitty today. My finger's all busted up. Super fat right now. You can see it. Oh, Ooh. right. Yeah, you uh, you were playing with a hangnail or something, and now it looks like you uh, got in a fight with a hammer. Yep. Um, so I don't even know when I did this, but my finger's been swollen for a couple days, and then Ooh. this morning, last night it was bad, it was hurting. This morning was pretty bad, so I went to the doctor and... Um, went to a walk-in clinic. They're like, oh yeah, it's not going to be that long of a wait. And I'm looking around and there's like 15 people there. And I'm like, this is probably going to be a long wait. So I sat there for two hours, (laughs) finally got in. Uh, in fairness like, to well, them, two hours is relatively speedy. I suppose. I su- but, I, but but when she said, uh, when I asked her, I was like, so how long do you think it's going to be? Like an hour? Should I go get some food? She's like, oh, no, the doctor's quick. And it was in two hours. So I was fully expecting it. So I went in and the girl says, because um, I, I don't have a family doctor right now because yeah, my yeah, doctor yeah. Um, retired. And so, and Kayla's doctor is not adding any new people. So we're actively looking for a new doctor right now. Um, hashtag Canada problems. So I just, I went into just a walk-in clinic and 
the girl was like, when was the last time you had a tetanus shot? I was like, uh, I don't know. Like maybe uh, probably last time I went down to like Cuba or Dominican or something, which was like eight years ago. And uh, she was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to give you a tetanus long. shot. So she gave me a tetanus shot and she's like, yeah, your shoulder will probably be a little bit sore later. And then she gave me antibiotics for this. And um, I feel like absolutely, sh- I feel like shit. I was going to like cancel this tonight and, <laughs> and lay in bed. Like I've been in bed all day. My arm, antibiotics my shoulder, fun? my shoulder just is, is like throbbing from where I got my yeah. shot. And yeah, I don't yeah. even like, and I'm, it doesn't bug me. Like getting needles and stuff doesn't bug me. But for some reason, like my shoulder's like, fuck you. And my finger's still uh, uh, pulsating, and the pills that I've been taking just making me feel like shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's just been rough. Like my stomach is fucked up. Yeah. Um, I'm just it's Dude, just been a rough shot, day. Like yeah. I got my flu shot like two or three weeks ago, and uh, the person who gave it to me is like, "We're just one of the clinic people." Like, oh yeah, you know, you might just feel a little tired, nothing too crazy, and your know, shoulder might be a little sore. I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever. The next morning, I woke up and my face was like inflated. Yeah. Like I, when oh. I went to work, my boss was like, dude, are you like having an allergic reaction or something? I'm like, no. He's like, dude, one eye is smaller than the other. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I called the doctor. He's like, can you, can you breathe? I'm like, yeah. You having any trouble breathing? I'm like, no. <laughs> I feel like the conversation would be going differently if I couldn't breathe right now. I feel yeah, like, exactly. he's like, he's like, look, as long as you can breathe, whatever, you're good. If that changes, Call nine one one. Otherwise, just go find some Benadryl and just drink it. I'm like, what incredible okay. fucking advice for the doctor. Just, as like, long as you're breathing, you're okay. Thanks, doc. Like, Thanks Appreciate doc. it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. He's just like, look, it happens sometimes. This particular flu shot's a little weird, but a little surprised. Oh my lord. Yeah, like, I hate- had a reaction before. I'm like, no. <sighs> Antibiotics suck though. Like they really do make yeah, you feel yeah. terrible and everyone reacts to them differently. Like so some people and I never take them either. I'm so against yeah. like pills. I'm like I'm not the I hate even taking Tylenol. I'll, Antibiotics like, let my are relatively head... important though. They're good ones uh, to they take. They are. They are. Oh, they're su- I'm not one of those people that are like, "Oh, my kids will never, you know, get yeah. get on uh, you know, take their shots and and do all this other stuff." I'm not that type of person, but I try not to take medication if I don't have to and because it makes me feel like shit every time I take it I don't know why but it does and this tetanus shot man like my fucking shoulder it feels like somebody remember those mean <laughs> matrix jabs used to give oh yeah back in the day it feels it like seizes. somebody has been punching my shoulder yeah, for the last dude. like three hours absolutely so no. yeah it's not it's not fun in my stomach right now it's like I'm kind of nauseous yep so you know that's that's yeah. exactly like what my my grand fun. my grandmother was on some my my mom's mom uh, goes through periods where she has to, when you're, you know, a hundred thousand years old, antibiotics become pretty common. Mm. And, uh, she's on like, she'd go, she went through this period where she was on some seriously aggressive antibiotics, like some crazy fucking hardcore antibiotics. And they were counter, they had to counteract the, the, the nausea of, of, with one antibiotic, with another antibiotic thing. I don't know what the fuck it was. And it was like, she was on this massive string just so that she would feel kind of normal because the, the original antibiotics were so strong. They're, they, yeah, they're a pain. They're a pain in the ass. Some people though, aren't really affected by it. It's weird. Some people take antibiotics and it's, by them at all. And it's kind of and it's kind of whatever, but it also depends on on the type for sure. So yeah, well you're um, you're uh, you're gonna survive eventually. 
I'll be okay. Hopefully, you know, hopefully we don't have to do anything drastic like cut off your finger and then I'll have to give you a new nickname or some shit. That would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Jeff, I'm gonna, I, I saw this on Instagram just before the podcast started. I, I, I see you've ascended to the ultra-wide master race. Uh, well, I'm doing a little sponsored stream with Samsung, and can I can I before you continue bit. that? Can I just say that that my head for some reason heard ultra white master race, and that was a totally <laughs> different, it's a totally different totally answer. Different context. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Jeff and I are the perfect members for that. Group. Yes, exactly. That's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like a while ago, like a month ago, um, I was asked if I wanted to, you know do something with Samsung and they'd, they'd send me on a monitor and I could kind of review it, like look at it, do a stream, talk about it, show the capabilities of it. And I was like, yeah. And then I hadn't heard anything for a while. And then they messaged me back and they're like, yeah, we're, are you still down? I'm like, hell yeah, I'm still down. I'm, you know, I'm always down for, would you like um, a free massive monitor? Yeah. I'll get back, I'll, I'll no, get, I'll get back to you on Samsung that one. On top of yeah. that, right? So I really only buy <laughs> Samsung televisions. Like I have different monitors here. I have most of them are Omen because that's, they send, listen guys, I, I, all my computer stuff has been free, right? It's just been, it's just been required me to, to do some kind of promotional thing for them, but yeah, it's yeah. been more of like, you know, Hey, if it's a good product and I, I enjoy the brand, then sure I'll do it. And when, if Samsung comes calling, you answer the phone. And so yeah. they, yeah, they sent me the, um, the super ultra wide Q LED, um, the Q led, and it's still, you guys can probably see it. It's up on my mm. bar there through the door sitting up there. Uh, I'm going to hook it up tomorrow. I've just been feeling like shit all day, so I just haven't even bothered. But yeah, I'm going to set it up tomorrow. Um, it's a huge screen. It's 49 inches. So, and I already have two 32 inches and my main monitor is 27. So what, what you can actually do with this monitor is you can set up like two monitors in one monitor. Yeah, so you yeah. have like half the screen on your game and half the screen. Yep. Like Twitch chat and everything else is really really cool. So I'm gonna um, probably Dude, hook that one up. Be, uh, that's gonna be like full, like I have a 34 inch ultra wide. Yeah, and that's like 75 percent of my viewing range. So like yeah, that's gonna literally is... be like it's gonna be like you have an IMAX screen in your face pretty exactly. Much. And so um, <laughs> what like I'm gonna any do space game they'll be sick. That's what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna unhook yeah. the monitors I have. I'm gonna hook up this one monitor. I'm gonna use the one monitor for a little while, or I might even just have like a second. I just monitor um, here to the right. I like recommend keeping over. like a second one either on top or to the side. Like I have my other, I have my 29 inch ultra wide just directly on top. Yeah. yeah. So I'll probably keep the 27 that I have here just kind of up on this little ledge and, uh, and then use that for a while. So that way when I do my stream um, and I talk about it, I'll be able to say what I think about the monitor. Um, you know, it's, I don't think it's going to be a monitor specifically for something like Starcraft where you don't want a lot of canvas, but for something like a space game or um, racing is you know, popular for that racing, stuff too, yeah. I think even something like um, uh, they are billions would be kind of cool to have more. They are billions space. on ultra wide plays really well. Yeah, so <laughs> like I was playing it on ultra wide. I'm like, this is awesome! I can see things. Yeah, so I want to. I want to try as many different types of games as I can just to kind of see what it's like, and then use the different monitor capabilities it has so that way i can tell people you know what i think of it um i ultimately don't think i'll use it as my main monitor um uh, but i'm gonna use it to tell people what i think but what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna this for streaming well i'm gonna i'm gonna um wall mount it above everything else and have it up top as sort of a big hub where i can put yeah. all of the stuff 
up there and uh, and and keep an eye on things. But I definitely want to use it as a main monitor for a while, so I can tell people what I think of it. But I'm not, you know, I'm an RTS guy. I'm like a, a competitive, you know. Uh, Hot guy or league or something in that nature where you don't really need an ultra well, wide, hot, but you can cut it up. Scale, yeah, ultra wide just scales it to the middle. Like, um, Sid, uh, uh, DBZ Fighters is the same thing, it just like yeah. will take the middle portion of the monitor. exactly, yeah, and then you can use the other parts of the monitor for different mm-hmm. things. So, uh, but yeah, that's what I got from Samsung today. Can't really say much about it, yeah. but it's Samsung and it's super ultra wide and it's a QLED, so. I don't have one of those. Yeah, no, it will. It will. It will be lovely, and I like. I think that's what I was thinking of doing. So yeah, the same thing. I was just uh, for a streamer anyway. In a streamer's context, if if you're not a streamer and you're just playing games, ultra wide definitely has more applications that you would you would use every day. Or if you're a content creator uh, and you're scrubbing audio video <laughs> on. Yeah programs it's super useful too because then you're not dealing with a timeline that's like three and a half inches across you can get an actual timeline yeah uh and it's way easier to deal with but um you know for a streamer from a streamer a streaming perspective having an ultra wide as a secondary is super useful because even in a two pc setup like mine they tend to have features where you can split the screen down the middle and use one pc on one and one pc on the other and then it's it's like you can you don't have to run three monitors anymore. You can just nope. have two and yep. save yourself all that extra you know space and, and headache. So and uh, cabling and cabling. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. For I sure. Drop down from four to two. It's just less. It's clutter. not a cheap monitor either. So oh, yeah, no, I, they are not. it's a forty nine <laughs> inch ultra wide monitor from Samsung. Yeah. You're gonna have to give up your firstborn child, maybe even your second, uh, if yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna buy that bad boy. Um, in the, in the world of gaming, uh, I know some people were sighing about the fact we we're going to talk about PUBG real quick, but it wasn't, it isn't a long form content thing to talk about. It was just a very interesting thing that popped up, um, on Twitter this week. PUBG reportedly accounted for by itself 12% of the entire PC game revenue stream in 2017 by wow. itself with $712 million. Now, what makes that even crazier is that it was only participating in that for eight of the 12 months in the calendar year. So it had four more months less than everyone else, and it still hit $712 million U.S. million. The closest one to it is Overwatch in the number two spot at 300 and some, I believe. And then the number three spot was CSGO with a high 200 somewhere. So it's more than combined CSGO, Overwatch, PUBG. What are they buying? What are they buying in this game? Well, here's the thing. For PUBG, that's all the initial box sales. Like, it's going to be a lot lower next year or even the continuation of this year. There's only so much, so many people are going to buy it. Yeah, it's it's tough. It, well, I think they have the thing, no like tail end revenue stream at the moment. I haven't. Well, I haven't seen. I haven't seen anyone talk about, or I haven't seen numbers released for how the boxes that you can buy keys for and stuff now uh, are are selling. You know, if people are actually actively buying that kind of stuff, I don't know. Um, there's even there's even like some conspiracy level stuff going around where people are talking about the fact that they're. They're taking their time with dealing with cheaters and, and and only dealing with them in a roundabout way because they are they know that a lot of these cheaters will just buy another key of their game to ultimately give them more money. 
because everyone's just been asking, you know, write the single line of code and, and region lock China. Like, if you go to any Twitter post that PUBG's Twitter account makes, like, you're going to find in, like, these, you know, the ASCII fucking symbol written out, you know, uh, uh, region lock China over and over and over. It was even a hashtag at one point, for God's sake. People were so <laughs> desperate to make it happen. Um, they banned yeah. 100,000, they banned almost, like, over 100,000 people with the last patch. Yes, they did. Uh, apparently, all in one kind of sweeping motion, in one shot. Yeah, but I thought that and was kind of ninety-eight thousand new game sales. Yeah, exa- yeah, exa- yeah, so yeah, exactly. Right, the like thing, the people are going to buy it. With these numbers, is that Overwatch is kind of uh, kind of inflated because I believe that number included the Overwatch League franchise agreement revenue. Which is like twenty million a pop. Well, that's that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Like that just a that lot. actually just highlights how crazy, how much crazier yeah. that it is. PUBG's number is yeah, right. I mean, seven hundred and twelve million dollars in eight months for a single video game that barely like can barely fucking function properly. Yeah, is crazy. So I mean, how many million of that is going to actually go into fixing the bugs? Okay, so here's, so here's, I guess, uh, I said we we're going to make this long, but I'll, I'll, I'll kind of talk about what I saw branch Please. off, branch off Please. of it. Uh, um, people were talking about, there was an, an interview that the, that I think, I don't know if it was player unknown himself did with H, the H3 uh, guys. And uh, he was discussing the, the huge costs of their AWS uh, servers. Or the Am- their Amazon uh, servers that they're running for this, and uh, and kind of laid out that expense. And apparently, um, for how the game handles its online component and the number of people concurrently playing it and everything that's going on there, it's a monstrous amount of money. That's fair. Yeah. I think no, I don't think anyone was looking at PUBG going. You know what? Your server costs are probably absolutely next to nothing. You, you you can't have three million concurrent people playing on a fucking server and have that not be expensive as hell. It's just kind of the way it is. But when you look at seven hundred million dollars, and it doesn't matter how much the server costs are, there there are certain bugs within the game that people are starting to go, hey, guys, you know, I can I can get netcode doesn't happen overnight. Server issues don't go away overnight. But why is my font just randomly deleting letters still on the homepage? Like, why is that still a fucking thing? Or why is it that an API hook to Steam's friend list still can't populate properly? Like, I, how can you not have had those things nailed down yet? And if you can't, if you can't personally do it fucking pay somebody who can figure it out you have sure so you much money, money. somebody money. has the skills to make these these seemingly simple little things go away and like i i i, I just can't I, I can't process that stuff but yeah so that's that's kind of crazy uh, uh again like panic said that's a lot of just first people getting into the system buying the game we don't know what the long-term revenue is going to look like for PUBG or how they're even going to tackle that um, but, uh, for now, that's pretty crazy. Uh, I guess congratulations to the four people on the PUBG development team that's been keeping this bad boy afloat long enough to make $712 million, because <laughs> that shit's crazy! Um, speaking of long-term revenue stuff, Nintendo finally announced that its online services are going to be paid, like, paid for services by the end of this year. Uh, you're going to be paying to play Nintendo games 
online. Uh, it's not going to be a free service anymore. They originally mentioned, I don't know if you guys remember, that the end of 2017 was going to be the kickoff for uh, this service to be paid for. But for whatever reason, and I don't know if we ever got one, they delayed it, and now it's all the way towards the end of 2018. Um, we don't know anything else for that yet. I'm, I'm going to hazard a guess that what, whatever comes out of their E3 or Treehouse or whatever the fuck Nintendo wants to call it this year, um, conference bit, we'll hear more about it. We don't know how much it's going to cost, I don't think. We don't know what's going to come with the service now. Um, but there was some backlash about this, not because it was going to cost money, but because it's of like how Nintendo, Nintendo. Was, was handling the online space in general. Um, you know, Xbox Live and, and PlayStation's online services offer a relatively robust system that's also incredibly user-friendly for the most part, Right. And it's intuitive. You can just get on and use it. Yeah. Okay. Whatever Nintendo was providing originally when they said that this was going to happen, their current online offering is just about anything but intuitive, user-friendly, and robust. Those are all words that you cannot use in the same sentence as Nintendo's online uh, multiplayer services. So uh, maybe that's why it got delayed. Maybe they're trying to figure out a better way of tackling this so that they don't get... Uh, you know, crucified when they press the go button. I don't uh, know what you guys Nintendo think. for me and their multiplayer stuff, it's always been about being like present and around. It's not like, you know, Xbox and all of them, they've kind of built their thing around being just going online and playing with random people on the internet. But Nintendo has always been like, you're playing Mario Kart on the couch with your friends. You're doing Mario Party in a room full of people. Like, I don't see why they need to go for this like online setup. When, you know, just use local Wi-Fi, put like four switches on Wi-Fi and you can just play local, whatever that that's like, I feel like that's where Nintendo should be focusing their multiplayer efforts on, or, you know, just like locally around you. Like if you're going around, if, I know they have like a Pokemon game coming out, give us Pokemon battles on the switch or something against people around you, the ad hoc networking stuff that like the DS has, like that's where their leverage is. They have a portable console. Use that instead of some roundabout ridiculous internet service that's got from I, I think that's like for all the dongles and the things to use chat and stuff completely pointless to me yeah yeah i i don't know i think it's probably just to try and 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 flesh out their whatever offering yeah. they're going to try and bring to the table um and yeah i imagine we're going to hear more uh by the time we hit e3 and we'll have more uh information to work with but for now yeah who knows any time, of course, that you that you that you uh, provide a service that is free to start, and then you inevitably start getting people to pay for it, you're always going to hit some sort of backlash. Uh, and so, Nintendo Nintendo waiting another calendar year to initiate this, even if it is to try and sure up all of their offerings, is probably not going to do them uh, any favors in, in terms of people getting adjusted to not paying for an online service, and then all of a sudden they're going to have to. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how it uh, how it plays out. I mean, we saw that kind of kind of thing happen every six months in the stream world with um, with donation services, like the guys running notifications and 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 whatnot, where it would start free, and then a few months in or, or, or whatever, all of a sudden they'd be like, all right, well now we're taking a cut. Uh, and then everyone would just be like, well, this is dumb. And then another company or another dude would come up and be like, Hey guys over here, we do it for free. And then everyone and would then like change services. That, uh, servers <laughs> cost money. Yeah. 
and just change services, and then, oh, then they all of a sudden, they're taking a cut, and then the, yeah, so we'll see how, how Nintendo tackles that when it happens. Um, I guess I'll put this last one, the second last one I have here at the end, uh, and then move this last one up. Only because we just talked about uh, PUBG not long ago. Uh, there are rumors, so we talked about on the podcast uh, in a co- on a couple of occasions how Microsoft's biggest problem right now is software, they just don't have games. That, I mean, they have games, but they most importantly do not have first-party titles or exclusives that seem to be driving sales of the Xbox. And, and we're seeing that because the Xbox is getting dusted by the PlayStation 4. I mean, it's not even close. It's, it's a bigger gap, I believe, than the Xbox 360 had over the PS3 uh, in the last cycle. And most of that is very much likely because the games from the PS4, by and large, that are available, uh, that are exclusives, are just, not only do they exist where Microsofts don't, but theirs are just better. Uh, And so in the midst of all of this, we talked about how Microsoft seems to be uh, making some moves. They put the the guy from the Minecraft division at the head of the Xbox division and then upgraded Phil Spencer into some other god-tier mode uh, position that he now reigns over. Um, and they, uh, apparently, according to some rumors, I'll get your guys' thoughts on this, Microsoft is eyeing, again, rumors, some companies for acquisition, just outright buy these bitches up. Because, you know, Microsoft has a fair amount of money. Included in this list is where this gets interesting. Valve, PUBG Corp, and Electronic Arts. What do you guys think about... That list, do any of those make sense to you Does it, uh, in terms of them buying them up? Uh, and how, 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 I don't want to say crazy, but how weird would it end up being, maybe it would be crazy, if Microsoft no. just bought Valve. I'm going to let <laughs> Jeff answer first unless he wants me to go first. I have a bunch um, of say on him. Well, I, I don't know why. I don't know, just... I feel like we're in total speculation mode right now. Yeah, because there, I well, mean, it's a, that's it's just, a rumor. That's what we're, we're not. That's what um, the, we're doing. I we are speculating. Se- I, have, just, I have seen if, this if Microsoft stuff from analysts coming out. So yeah, if it's not if Microsoft out there, if Microsoft did it, and it's not like it's out of out of the realm of possibility. They have the funds. They're in an odd position in the market where they don't have games. They have two options. They either try and churn out the games themselves or buy somebody who's already producing or is in the ownership of titles that they can put on their systems and not have to go through the pain and suffering but of making PUBG, it happen. why PUBG? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Why would they buy PUBG when it's already, it's already out, it's already made they made It's made its money. money. Like it's, there's, That just seems dumb. Um, PUBG is something that they could probably legitimately buy, um, but at what kind of accusation costs? Like, you know, they're, it's not like they're going to pay last year's revenue for the company. Like, th- there's just no way. Well, what was uh, the Minecraft is, buyout? It was a couple billion, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it's My, Minecraft. Minecraft is got I mean, like a huge, we're like, talking... Residual. No, I'm Minecraft just putting. I'm money. saying. I'm saying in terms of. I don't think. Uh, I don't think billions of dollars makes a whole lot of difference to Microsoft, right? They're I think looking, it does. You know, I think it does. They're looking there's at long no, term. There's no. I mean, you can't just throw around billions like it's nothing. Like I don't care what you are, even Microsoft, and they're most certainly the not going to spend a billion dollars on PUBG. When it comes to um, uh, EA, I mean, 
Uh, I don't know. So, Maybe that that would be an expensive buy. But um, EA wouldn't happen, though. Um, there's two things I want to say, though, first. Um, one, the interesting thing is Microsoft actually brought in like with the whole tax cut thing that happened in the U.S., um, one of the provisions in that was if you bring in money from outside of the U.S., you pay your 15 percent tax and you're done. Um, Microsoft brought in so much money from outside that they actually took like a ridiculous, almost like a one point one billion dollar loss for this quarter just to bring in that money. So they probably are sitting on quite a few billion dollars to make acquisitions with or do something with. So, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they don't have billions of dollars to just throw around. Um, owning PUBG doesn't change the situation. It doesn't bring them money, though. Uh, PUBG owning doesn't PUBG bring them money. literally does nothing to save their console sales, yeah, if that's ultimately why they're purchasing yeah. these companies. EA won't EA, happen, though. Yeah, I mean, EA, okay, they could have definitely exclusives now for EA, but they're not going to, EA is not going to sell to, to Microsoft and Valve most certainly not. is not going Valve to sell. Valve is printing money. Valve is just printing Microsoft. money and they're like, why are we going to sell? We're just printing money that we can this keep is ourselves. Not happen. This um, is not going to happen. EA is not going to sell for a couple of reasons. Um, now, EA right now, primarily their big thing is FIFA. FIFA's their cash cow and FIFA is predominantly Sony. It's on the PS4. If Microsoft buys out EA, one, the licensees for those franchises, Disney, Sony, um, you know, FIFA and all them, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to just let you isolate our f- licenses to Xbox only. No, no, no. They went to EA because they wanted cross-platform everything. Also, EA is not going to be like, oh, yeah, we'll take that buyout and then chop our legs off by not publishing to Sony because that's where most of their money is. So that's like it's, it, it doesn't make sense because EA's revenue will tank if they get picked up. Now, on Microsoft side, the interesting thing might be there's a bunch of companies that EA owns, like subsidiaries. Respawn Entertainment is a really good example. They make Titanfall. Um, they had Visceral. You know, Microsoft could go after some of the sub studios and go to EA and be like, hey, we'll pay you a couple billion, you know, a couple hundred million or, you know, a billion or something. And we'll take one of one or two of the sub studios out from you. I can see EA parting company with some of the smaller underlying studios that Microsoft picking them up and using them to develop exclusive games. That would make more sense to me. I think Microsoft's main play here is going to be not going for like EA's or Valve's or PUBG's. They want to go for some of the bigger name, but not necessarily ridiculously priced studios that are currently building some, you know, games like go after the publisher that made last of us, go after some of these other, you know, companies and buy them out. Not like a giant. I don't even think, I don't even think they buy out anybody. Honestly, I I think if they do anything, they get, they get exclusivity licensing deals and that's That's the show. You don't need to buy out an entire company. It doesn't make sense. Um, and, and ultimately a lot of these, a lot of these, companies that we're even discussing none of them i mean electronic arts okay yes i mean that'd be huge that that would be that's like that's like uh when blizzard sold out you know what i mean like that's that level and although it did work out for blizzard depending on who you ask um it's still if microsoft goes and buys a company like that it still doesn't in my opinion doesn't help their case there isn't many games out there right now that are going to explode the sales of Xbox. 
yes, I agree. I think the exclusivity part for Xbox is definitely hindering its sales because a lot of the good titles that are on Xbox you can get on PlayStation as well. So, and I don't know, maybe I'm biased. I used to be an Xbox fanboy. Now I'm a PlayStation guy. Same for me. And and it's and it's not because honestly, it's really not because of the exclusivity of PlayStation that did help. It it makes it makes my decision to buy a PlayStation better. Like when I go, oh yeah, well you know if anything good's gonna come out, it's gonna probably come out on the PlayStation anyway. And there's been nothing for me to go out. Like I'm 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 one of the guys that can can afford to go out and buy an Xbox One X or whatever tomorrow if I wanted one. But there is no game for me to go out and do that for. And that's a problem for them where if people already own at this point, I don't think they're fighting for a sales against PlayStation. I think now they're just fighting for sales and the people that are going to buy an Xbox likely already own a PlayStation because you got to have one or the other if you're a console player. So you're basically asking people to go out there and double up on consoles. Now, the only way you're going to double up on a console, chances are if you own a PlayStation already, you're probably already a fanboy of PlayStation, so you're already probably a little bit biased against Xbox, and you likely kind of shit on it to begin with. You're like, ah, oh, I'm a, you know, your boy's at work or whatever. It's like, what do you own, an Xbox? What do you own, a PlayStation? Oh, you own an Xbox? Like, you know, we do all of our Call of Duty and shit, or all of our Grand Theft Auto on the, on the PlayStation. So... Really, Xbox right now is fighting for people that own a PlayStation to go out and get an Xbox. That's where their exclusivity problems lie, is where there's no reason for them to go out and buy it. I think the ones that wanted to buy an Xbox already bought an Xbox, and the ones that wanted to buy an Xbox, when Xbox One first came out, it was a shit show. It was fucking garbage. It From the E3 all Hashtag the way up to thank the launch, you, Don Matrick. It was horrible, and I was all for the Xbox One, and the moment that E3s happened and the shitstorm started, I was out. And I have the, the Xbox One is the only console on the planet that I have never owned. I've owned them all. Dude, Retro, I sold mine. New, <laughs> I sold everything. mine. I'm so pissed I've off at it. Every single console ever, except for a few versions of Atari, I own right now. Or I have owned at some point. I have never bought an Xbox One. And it's mainly because... I di- it's not because I hate Xbox. There's just nothing I, interesting. No, there's nothing there for me. I don't care. The The, the console doesn't intrigue me. When when you Even, even as, as a Blu-ray player or 4K machine or whatever, it doesn't interest me. I can get all that stuff on the PlayStation. The PlayStation just looks sleeker. It's nicer. It's more part of the conversation. In my opinion, it's like it's like owning at this point, it's like owning a Samsung opposed to an Apple. It's like Xbox was the Apple product that everybody just bought into and they they got it because it was the hot new commodity. And then there's these guys like Adam that, you know, will will go and do the research and look at the specs and do all this stuff and and eventually is like owning a PlayStation became like owning a Samsung where you're almost fighting against a man where you're like, why do you own an Xbox? It's an iPhone. <laughs> you know, it doesn't bring any, it does what it says, but it doesn't bring anything new to the table. Look at all these great swipes I can do. Look how fast my screen moves. Look at all these different applications I can do. Look how customizable it is, uh, you know, and, and look at this basic box. And people are okay with basic. 
I'm okay with basic, but I feel like owning a PlayStation now or a PS4 is the cool thing to own. And although it's unspoken, it's just the way it is. And I think Xbox at this point, buying a company is not going to change the mess that they made. You know, it's almost like uh, uh, AMD coming out with a bunch of uh, cheap graphics cards or whatever, trying to compete against Intel. The problem is Intel has the reputation. You lost the mind share. It's, you exactly. Have to get it back. You, this isn't the fight. You're, fight you're, you're fighting the wrong battle to win people over. People have never stopped really... I shouldn't say they never stopped loving Xbox. The ones that were in love with Xbox just need a reason to love it again. And I think it's really that simple. They just need to ignite the fire under the Xbox fanboys out there because they still exist. Even though 90% of them probably own a PlayStation now or use the PlayStation over the Xbox. They need like two or three of those holy shit titles that like you look at at E3 and you're like, holy shit, I want to play that. And they need that. I think they almost, I think they almost need to rebrand the Xbox, uh, not as a, not as a name or whatever, but they almost need to rechange the functionality of it. They almost need to change the game. uh, So to speak, and part of the pun, let's let's go a little bit forward on that. Then what, what, what things could they do or what things would entice you like feature? Cause like, it's like we can say, let's, you know, change the brand let's change something like but like what would bring it back for you like what would you be interested in in a console or in a box or an application or something that would be like you know what that's actually pretty cool and i want that i mean for me it's it's a little bit of a different conversation because i honestly don't care about console gaming in general um you know i do look forward to shadow of colossus which adam and i are Mm -hmm. gonna you know play here soon um there are a few games that get me glued to the playstation or a console at this point yeah um, I'm not sure I'm that guy and, and, and listen, I'd, I'd be a billion, I'd be a billion dollars richer if I knew the formulator yeah, uh, formulation for, for, for Microsoft to go about. Here's the thing is they're Microsoft. Think of something. I mean, you are Microsoft. They have I enough mean, money to hire smart people. Y- to you really it out. do. And, and I, I think the only way f- for me and, and once again, I'm biased is if they made the Xbox more like a more like a PC and they made it more of, you know, it's upgradable like a PC. It it has better graphics. Um, you know, it, the uh, graphics are upgradable, so to speak. But then you have an issue in terms of developers developing games for that Xbox, especially if it isn't exclusivity, where they have to uh, create these games for multiple uh, consoles. So I don't know. For me, it would have to become more like a PC and have more PC capabilities. I'm not talking about having Netflix on there or being able to watch Twitch on this shitty, you know, API they have or, or whatever else they got going on. In order for it to speak to me, it it, it would have to bring some of the elements of a PC. Now, if they did buy Valve, uh, it would make a little bit more sense that they could do something like that. But come on, they're not going to buy Valve. So I think at this point we're waiting for, I think, a lot of the Xbox people, and I don't want to speak on behalf, but for me, I'm not completely out of Xbox, right? Listen, I never talk about console stuff. You guys got me talking about this bullshit here for once. And and the reason why is because I'm actually in the closet rooting for Xbox to do something because I a lot of my gaming memories was with Adam playing Halo 2, was playing Halo 3, Project Gotham Racing, uh, Skyrim, or not Skyrim, sorry, um, um, uh, Morrowind. And playing all those games, and as as a fifteen year old, sixteen year old, 
and there is a place in my heart for that because honestly, console gaming to me, besides PlayStation 2, because I really love the RPG element of PlayStation 2, but a lot of my memories, nostalgia-wise, come from the original Xbox. The 360 had some great games. It felt like a good continuation from the Xbox. It felt like uh, an upgrade, but I think now, me personally, I don't give a fuck about the Xbox One. I don't care if they call it Xbox One X-3AB76, or they call it the Xbox One whatever, a to Z, I don't care. I need I need a completely new console. I'm looking for the next generation of Xbox, and I need them to change the game, and I'm right back in it. It's almost like I can forget about this mess that is Xbox One, and I'll jump right back in onto the Xbox uh, wagon and, and, and be there. But until they change the game, uh, I'm not going to buy one. And you're right. There is no games for me to play on there. And I don't think that there is a single franchise out there right now besides uh, or or developer besides maybe Naughty Dog, which there's no way Naughty Dog is going to exclusively make games for for uh, Microsoft unless they're paying up the ass. I mean, oh, oh, that's the only way they're going to get me in Best Buy buying an Xbox one. Yeah, Those, that's the only game. That's it. And, and there's nothing else. There's no Halo. There's no. You know, even if Grand Theft Auto, the next one, was exclusive to Xbox, I don't give a shit. There's nothing for me personally that's going to get me in there and, and buying that. I need something new. I think it's a it's a, a an interesting, and Panic brought up the tax thing and, and whatnot, the fact that they're probably sitting on, on a fair chunk of, of change looking to do something with it. Um I think it's a very interesting time because I think this is very. I, th- I think Microsoft, because of their position in the market, is, um, is is quite possibly going to be kind of the harbinger for how the how the console cycle or the console's existence, um, is in the not too distant future. Um, right now we're we're in a doubly interesting time because building a PC is incredibly expensive right now the the cost of uh two of the main components ram and and a graphics card ram is up almost a hundred percent in cost it's almost double what it was not long ago graphics cards uh you're paying you're almost paying in uh, here in canada and in some instances in the states depending on how desperate you get you're almost paying as much for a 1060 as you would for a 1080 only a year ago. And that's not going to suddenly just up and fucking disappear. Uh, Ram is stupid expensive. You know, yeah, next year. It's just not going to it's just not going to happen. And so now you're looking at a, a time where uh until the crypto thing happened, consoles consoles were were so expensive that and you could build a PC that was so powerful that there was actually uh, more than perhaps any other time in, in gaming history, there was more of an argument to be made about just building a gaming PC, even if you didn't have all that much money, versus buying a console, which was one of the primary drivers for people, outside of, of course, the plug-and-play capabilities of a console, where you just put the game in, the mother, you know, motherfucker just works, uh, versus, you know, going through the some of the pomp and circumstance of, uh, of getting things to work on a PC sometimes. So 
at, at, at a time in, in gaming history where we were just on that tipping point, crypto of all things comes along and just fucking drops a 500 ton weight on the scale, fucking rockets it back up in the other direction, where now, uh, if you went and said, all right, if I'm just getting into gaming now, or if my child is just getting into gaming now or in the next year or two, and you're looking at the cost of what that's going to be, you know, even if you're savvy enough and you're hunting to build a PC, which, again, we've discussed this in the past, not everyone is an atom or a panic. We're, 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 there's a lot more people that just go out and fucking buy some shit that works. Um, you're, you're not capable of, of really building something that can compete at that pricing point. And so consoles okay, are going so, to get even so, more, more okay, popular. So here's the thing. I, I get what you're saying. And you always come down to this, but I'm going to combat it here. Oh, I wasn't done my full thought, but go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, I'll let you finish then. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. So, so because, because we're kind of in this weird, this weird spot, right? Um, my thought with this whole thing, if Mike, if, and this is an if, right? It, Cause this is all rumor shit. If, if, if Microsoft makes some acquisitions. Uh, of any kind, and it could and it could be representative. My my final thought on this could be representative, dep- regardless of which one of these three, if they were one of these three, were to be the ones chosen or the one chosen to be to be purchased, is that uh, when you look at how Microsoft is has been pivoting its entire gaming segment, it looks like it's getting closer and closer to just wanting a a, a homogenous environment that ultimately is just the PC platform. I think I think we're we're seeing the seeds of an exit from the console market by Microsoft because ultimately hardware is likely burning more money for them than if they were to just shift into the software. And then I would I would I would pose this question: We know that Valve is a privately owned company; it's not publicly traded, and so uh, it's going to come down to you know Gabe Newell. How much do I want to make today? If Microsoft shows up on his doorstep. The last time that Valve had an estimate on their company, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of five and a half, six billion U.S. dollars. Okay, if Microsoft comes to your doorstep, because really, what is the value of Valve in their current market position ten years from now, five years from now? It's a shitload of fucking money. Nobody mm-hmm. even comes close to Valve. They're pretty much own the PC they, distribution market. They're monopoly. Market. So if right now, and Gabe Newell and all of his whatever, you, my, you, Microsoft shows up, and, you know, Gabe's sitting on his throne. It becomes antitrust at that point. And it's whatever. And he comes in and says, hey, guys, uh, you were valued at $6 billion. What if I wrote you a $10 billion check right now? Microsoft's worth, what, $780 billion or some fucking crazy amount of money? What, what, how, would, how would say $10 billion sound? And Gabe Newell's going, shit, that would buy me a lot of Cheetos. And so maybe this is where Microsoft's going and we're seeing the beginnings of it, where they're pivoting out of the console market and they want to turn everything into a, into a PC thing. They're already doing it with their Xbox game service. All of their first party shit is going to be available on this Netflix service for games. Immediately, you get all of the shit available. They've got the Xbox game showing up on the PC in tandem. If you own the Xbox version, you get it on the PC for free and vice versa. You're seeing all of these little moves happen, and now you're and now you're seeing rumors that are perfectly reasonable to look at as for an acquisition. And I don't think it's about getting games now. I think it's about games five, ten years from now, because Microsoft knows that it wants to be in the gaming division. It just doesn't know, or the market, it just doesn't necessarily know if hardware 
is the immediate answer to them making the most money that they can in the space. Now I'm done, I thought. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, that's, I like the way you think. Um, I, 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 yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard because I, I, I don't know if Microsoft just kind of submits defeat to Sony uh, and the console and even Nintendo at that point. I mean, they, they basically bow out if you're saying that and say, we're going straight PC. I do. And, and it's kind of like what I was saying is I think it would be really cool if Microsoft made its own PC that was branded as an Xbox that played Xbox games. Um, so you could still surf the web, go on Facebook well, it's going to have Windows mouse. on it. They're just going to sell Windows. a prefab PC, basically. Exactly. So you basically just make a computer that yeah. is upgradable, that you can put in a new graphics card. You can update the RAM. Um, obviously, maybe the motherboard will stay consistent throughout all of them, but it would be compatible for upgrades for so many years until the next model of this PC came out. Um, people could also opt to get bigger hard drives and things like that. And it would almost be like killing two birds with one stone. But at the same time, then does that hurt their PC market of them, uh, you know, selling PCs, selling laptops, selling, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is that they, you know, hardware that they sell. Is it going to compete with that? Because ultimately, if you can create a, a one-stop shop where, you're 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 looking okay i'm gonna buy a pc right i'm gonna go build a pc okay and this is kind of like what you were saying where uh where i was gonna cut in where where you always make the 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 assumption that it's one or the other right you've done this almost one every of the podcast other what? one of the other in what? terms of buying you, you always make the the comparison that you know what it's very expensive to build a pc so i may as well you know it's one or the other a lot of the time. You mean it's console like, hey, versus you know, PC? It, yes. If I'm going to no, get I was in, saying, I want to game. I was, saying, I was saying people, I didn't mean that if they were, if they didn't want to build a PC because of the expense of it right now, <laughs> that they just instantly buy a console. I'm just saying that that for people trying to get the price of it down, which normally you have to know how to build a PC to be able to do because anything mm-hmm. prefab is going to be more expensive. I'm mm-hmm. saying that more people exist that want to buy prefab and therefore mm-hmm. it's harder for them to find the value in necessarily hunting down a PC versus buying a console currently because mm-hmm. everything, the, the cost of a thousand dollar PC right now from a year ago is now $2,000. Yeah. That's what I'm so, saying. So, oh, I get that. But what I'm, what I, what I'm saying to counteract that is I actually don't think people care all that much. Um, you know, if they want a PC, listen, everybody owns a computer, everybody. I don't give a fuck if a computer costs $1,200 to run Skyrim or it costs $3,000 to run Skyrim. People are going to find the money and they're going to buy a PC. Everybody owns a PC, everybody. So there is no argument that I can think of now gamers hardcore gamers that want to maximize graphics these are the battles that they fight where they go 
do I wait for the next generation of graphics cards to come out and then buy the current generation to save some money? Where where do I go? So the hardcore gamers, they deal with some of these dilemmas on how to spend their money when building a PC if they want to build a PC. But the vast majority of casuals and the vast majority of gamers are casual gamers, especially on PC. Whether you're just playing League of Legends, whether you're playing StarCraft, these are why these games do not require a lot of graphical power, a lot of memory power. I mean, even things like Minecraft, although it was poorly optimized before, it's gotten a lot better. Uh, You know, the game's been out for a billion years. Everyone's going to buy a PC. You go to anybody's house in the first world, they own a PC. 99% of them do. The question is if they're a gamer or not. And if they're a gamer... Chances are they have a PC that plays games. Now, some people have to play games on medium settings and they just deal with it. If they don't have if they don't have the money, they just deal deal with it. it, They're they're fine with it. They're they're fine with it. They don't don't even know the difference. Right. You you look at uh, Starcraft on on on, you know, extreme settings opposed to, uh, you know, middle settings or medium. I can tell the difference, yes, because I play a lot of StarCraft, but most people don't even give a shit, right? And if they have the capability to go extreme, they go, whoa, this is looking awfully HD. This is cool. But then it's just whatever. They're in it to play the game. So I never really look at it as almost like consoles are against or fighting for the space or 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 people are having a dilemma on which one to buy. Listen, if you're a console gamer, you own a console. And you own a PC. It's just a matter of how much gaming do you do on that PC and how much power uh, you are. Because typically, hardcore console gamers aren't usually hardcore PC gamers. It's one of the two. Now, I'm sure that there are many people out there that are just gamers in general that just spend a lot of time playing games. Um, I can be one of those people. Sometimes I go out and play a bunch of console games, and other times I want to, you know, play a bunch of PC games. So, yeah, I mean, listen. I, I believe that no matter what, Microsoft is is going to be in the console space, period. I don't see them leaving. I don't see them bowing down and taking an L. Even even for, uh, you know, the, the standpoint of the look of the company. I mean, you're Microsoft. If you... You got to go swing like you got to go down with the ship. Essentially, you don't you don't just bow out. They're now not the, doing they're not doing phenomenally, but they're not doing they're bad, not doing right? horrible. Not well, even, yeah, I mean, even, I wouldn't even go making with money. They're not, they're <laughs> but, not doing badly. You know, yeah. I mean, they're making money. They're just so, not the best. You know, they're, yeah. They're just, you know, Sony's beating them up right now. Yeah. But I do like how Adam was thinking there where, you know, I think it would be really cool if they did make a PC console. Like it was just a and they and they advertised it like that. They don't just advertise it as Xbox. They advertise it and they and they they almost swooze and swindle the PC gamer. They give them a reason to be a console gamer. So even if and you're not a even if you're not a console is, gamer, Microsoft, you just buy one. Microsoft does do good hardware. Like their lap, like the Surface laptops and the Surface Pro, the tablets. They are very well designed and they are phenomenal pieces of hardware. They put that out to like they can do like an do like an all in one PC or do something like that and then you, you know throw an X- Xbox call yeah, it and the then throw Xbox, the Xbox in there. Right? Yeah. Call it the Xbox. It's got Windows. It can do everything that you and I can do. You can go on Skype, you can have a podcast. But there's a there's that thing that was almost uh you know obsolete now called the C D drive. They still have that. You know, they put that in their PC and you buy an X, you go to, uh, you know, EB games or you go on Amazon, you buy your Xbox title, you play your Halo 7, 
that's garbage. You put it in the Xbox and it boots it up and you have an Xbox controller and you can play the game. And I think that would be that would win me over and I think they would sell a shit ton and they would save. This is actually where some of what Adam was saying for the people because they do exist. Some of them. I don't think it's on the grand scale of what Adam makes it seem to be. But there what, people are people that enjoy out there. value propositions. You mean the entire exactly. fucking capital market? Okay. <laughs> Once again, it doesn't change the points that I made. Of if you are buying, if you are, everyone owns a PC, and you're gonna you're gonna play the PC. Listen, that's like you know, that's the argument of why do you buy an iPhone, right? You're gonna you're gonna go on the street and ask people why the fuck do you just hey Jeff. Why did you spend $1,500 on the iPhone X? Are you retarded? Do, do you not know what value is? Here's the thing. We don't give a fuck, dude. It's value we for don't, you. We actually don't give a fuck. That's the thing. And most people don't care. They just the val- they want, yeah, a, but reason, Jeff, think about they want a reason to spend their money. The, the value proposition for that is what you've brought up in the past is it's a talking point. It's being part of the fucking crowd. That's the value proposition. The $1,500 isn't because they're going out to buy because it it's fucking dope-ass hardware, although some people like that it takes pictures and shit. It's a conversational piece. It's, it's your part, that's of, the, your the, part val- of the movement. That is the value proposition right now. That is, to the majority, that's Apple's entire fucking thing is it's marketing. Called, it's called it's called branding, my friend. You can yes. say that about anything. <laughs> yes, but that's what you Apple is. Under Armour. Yes, exactly. Because there are people that do Under Armour, the same shit that Under Armour does. But it's not the brand. The brand itself becomes the value proposition for purchasers. Beats. That's, mar- that's fucking marketing. It's pretty well, much beats I'm right not there. disagreeing with you. You seem to think that I'm disagreeing with you, but I'm not. I'm just, I'm literally strengthening. I'm not saying, dude, I'm even going halfway and agreeing with you on halfway. But what you do is you, <laughs> you're, you're always saying that it's, it's almost like people, never mind. Okay, never mind. I'm done. Never mind. Never mind. You're right, Adam. And never mind. My bad. <laughs> It's just not like, like, I'm just saying to you that it's just that, that a value for somebody doesn't have to be that the hardware is dope as fuck, which is what, which is, which is how you, you've put me in my previous arguments, which I've said in the past in the gaming segment that people do not very many, but a lot of people look at it and say, I need to buy this console versus this PC. Cause I literally, unless I want to save for the next nine months, I can't afford to buy it and I want to play games now. So I'm just going to go buy a PlayStation that, yeah, that exists. But in the, in the, in, in my point for this discussion is that the value proposition from Microsoft's perspective with their customers on the Xbox side is very hard to find. There isn't really one, which is why you, in, in your description as to why you're not buying an Xbox or why you own every console that's ever existed or have is because there is zero value in an Xbox for you. And you represent a fucking ton of people. A shitload of people. They've sold like four and a half fucking Xboxes in Japan for good reason. There's there's no value for the Xbox for people in Japan. There's barely any value in the Xbox in North America. So that's why in my entire argument it was about Microsoft in the future finding their value in this market which might not necessarily mean that there is, as we know it now, an Xbox sitting on somebody's shelf because it's already a hard sell. Thanks, large in part to, like you said in the beginning of your discussion as well, the original launch of the Xbox One was a complete fucking five-alarm gong show dumpster fire 
largely in part because it wanted to be an NFL TV viewing box. You know, again, shoutouts to Don Matrick for fucking tanking the Xbox division for five straight years that they've been digging themselves out of a grave ever since. And they're only just coming up. They've been preaching for years now how it's games first because they weren't games first when Xbox One arrived. So yes, absolutely. I, I, I agree. I think that, that, that the division doing like PC-related stuff, kind of like what Steam tried to do with the Steam Box thing that they did wasn't really a huge success. But if Microsoft wanted to really go out there and do that and build something that had Windows on it, but then you click a button and instead of the shit Xbox uh, app that Windows 10 has now, it brings up what we see on our Xbox when we boot up a console, and then you go play your games and everything operates within that same environment, I think that does really well for them. But I think that... Ultimately, right now, for them, they're, and, and again, at the beginning of my argument was, where do they find, you know, they're, 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 they don't want to exit right now. I'm not saying they're going to, like, release a press release and, and be like, peace, Sony, you won. <laughs> Congratulations, you, you won the console war. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying that now they have, they're looking at the market going, all right, well, where on one hand, we had to push out stuff like the Xbox One X because PCs, were were so viable as a as a relatively inexpensive box to build to play games high fidelity whatever people it didn't even have to be high fidelity it was just as good or better than a console was you could build one for about a hundred dollars maybe more than buying an Xbox but have all the fancy shit that a PC has which is again way more valuable to people I can do everything a PC can do plus play games as good or better than an Xbox, and I spend $100 more. You can't do that shit anymore. So now they've got to find a nice happy space between games as a service, which is also a problem, uh, that we're, we're not a problem, it's just a shift in the market, and the fact that people are, for a period of time, so long as people keep buying up graphics cards and RAM and motherboards and everything else to go mine fucking fuckboy coin 3.0, the shit's going to be not five or $600 to build that PC anymore. It's going to be... 1000 1500 or whatever, and again, while there are people that will save their money and they'll buy an iPhone or they'll buy a $3,000 PC to play Farmville, the market speaks when it comes to going from a $500 thing and then tomorrow it's $1,500. They just don't go out and buy that shit because people have to do things like purchase food and living quarters. And shit, they have to. They have to be sort of mindful. The phones are an, an odd an, uh, analogy. Not and not saying a wrong analogy, but it's weird because again, this is more of a cultural thing than a tech piece. This is like you feel like you're fucking. You're you're. It's like when we went to school before this shit was ever a thing, and if you didn't have like fucking snap pants, you were a fucking idiot. Like, how do you not have snap pants? This is the shit. Or you don't have Wait, Pokemon cards or pogs or mini sticks in Canada. If you didn't have a mini stick, you'd never even play hockey in your life. But if you didn't come to mini school with a mini stick, exactly. If you didn't have a fucking mini stick, you no, were no, Explain this to me. What the hell is a mini stick? And it's, it's exactly. I'm not Canadian. If you, if you think about it literally, it's pretty much what it is. It's a tiny hockey stick that's plastic. You played hockey on your knees, everyone got fucked up. They so they like got a, they eventually so like got banned a in schools. Hockey stick for me is like a mini stick for you. Yes, so they eventually okay. got banned in schools. But now this is like a everyone needs this 
and a certain standard of this to feel like if they're at a at a restaurant, I don't want to put my razor flip phone on the table when fucking Sally across the table's got an iPhone X. I'm gonna get shit on. Uh, it's a bit of a different piece, but again, you can sort of compare it for sure. But yeah, it's a it's a crazy crazy thing. Um, I'm I just want to see if they are going to spend the money on a company. If they do, it will be very interesting because, like Jeff said also earlier, um, it would be it would be very similar almost regardless of which of these three they bought. I mean, PUBG, I guess, throw out the window. It would be similar to when Blizzard got bought up by Activision because that's the magnitude that we're talking here. This is not like a, a tiny acquisition that they're thinking of making. This is a sizable, market-changing acquisition if any of these kind of things uh, come to pass. Let's talk about something a little bit more lighthearted, like uh, the Atari co-founder apparently touching women when he was in his 20s. Uh, I guess that's a thing that some people do. I don't know, Jeff, did you ever do that in your 20s? Did you touch women? A couple times. <laughs> not not all that much, because unfortunately I've... Well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, <laughs> but... Choose your words wisely. <laughs> I haven't had much single time in my 20s, so... Um, you know. Okay, so... Um, in the midst of all of this, you know, uh, everyone getting caught for doing something 30 years ago, uh, the... Game Developers Choice Awards, which is just a uh, an es- establishment thingy that hands out awards for various things within the gaming industry. Uh, they had originally given for last year's, I, I think, awards, uh, or or very very recently, uh, the award to the uh, Atari founder Nolan Bushnell. Um, coincidentally, also the founder of Chuck E. Cheese. Shoutouts to uh, Chuck E. E. Cheese. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know that. That was pretty crazy. Um, But it was like um, a pioneer. It was their Pioneer Award, which makes sense because if there was a company that you could think of in gaming that would be considered pioneering, Atari is probably towards the top of that list (laughs) somewhere uh, in in that whole space. So nobody really questioned it until, of course, some people started talking about how uh, old Mr. Bushnell apparently was uh, a bit fast and loose with the women uh, in the early days. Um, and so, of course, there was a huge social media uproar. They put pressure on uh, on the uh, on the Game Developers Choice Awards. And then eventually they said, we're going to have to go back and take a little look-see and see what you know, what we think of this and what the best course of action is, and now they've just outright taken the award back and said, we're not going to give it to anyone this year. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens down the road or some shit. Um, Now, if you actually go and read some of the cases that were brought up for this guy, um, I mean, we're talking pretty mild. Am I am I going to say that they were all above board and and not a little bit, uh, you know, whatever? No, but one of the cases that were highlighted. All right, follow me on this one. Early on, young young Bushnell, he's got this idea for Atari. He's going to make millions and millions of dollars, and he did. You know, credit to him for actually doing this shit. Uh, he's having a meeting with this guy and they're having it in a hot tub, as you do if you, uh, if you're thinking to yourself, you're going to make millions of dollars, uh, in the future. And he calls up, he calls up, uh, like the secretary or something to bring him a file folder of, of stuff. 
to talk about, you know, whatever, taking over the world scheme that, that he had at the time. And she brings it up and hands it to him. And then apparently he spent a little bit trying to convince her to join them in the hot tub for this meeting. That was one of the cases. And I thought to myself, <laughs> I, thought, I thought to myself, are we really, how, okay, how far are we digging on this that that was brought up as, as like, I guess they want to call that assault, like, or, or something, a sexual, uh, like some, I'm not sure what they when want was, to label that. When was this? When, when did this, uh, this would be when he was very young. Um, so I'm going to say sometime, it was decades, bro. We're talking decades. Uh, so he was young when this. And who brought this up? Uh, this would be his, accu- his accusers. Yeah, you know, fuck his accusers. <laughs> I'm just going to go and say it. Fuck his accusers. All right. I don't, I actually, I'm so tired of this shit. Now it's affecting <laughs> the gaming world. Listen, I'm not saying it's okay. Sexually assault a woman. No. All right. In any way, shape or form. And somebody can go ahead and twist my words however they want. Fuck you too. When you do it. But I am so tired of hearing about these allegations <laughs> of fucking shit. That happened. Can you just imagine the allegations some of us would have in our workforce when I was 18 years old and some of the shit that went down at my jobs between some of us young people, guys and girls working together, both sides of the table. Trust me, there are girls that come up and fucking grab your junk, shoot your ass. Absolutely. Fucking do whatever. Yeah. I'm not a boat. 30 years later, when that person starts and makes a name for themselves or about taking accomplishment, and just go, you know what? I remember that time when that girl said, hey, what are you doing after work? Well, I'm, I'm probably going home. Well, why don't you come over to my place and have dinner with me? No, I think I'm good. No, no, I'm really, I've been working on this recipe. <laughs> I think you're going to like it a lot. I would really appreciate it if you would come. No. I don't want to go over your house, Jessica. I don't want to do it. She's like, okay. All right. Well, Jessica, she goes and she becomes the president of, of lasagnas because she made the fucking recipe and now it's this big brand and there's a lasagna award show. And I'm sitting here salty as fuck. I've done, I've, I've done nothing with my life. I'm thinking about the time I could have smashed this chick after eating her beautiful lasagna. Maybe could have got married to her. And then also and, ate her and lasagna. Got all of, and ate the las- and ate her <laughs> lasagna and fucking got half of her money. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and report her to the board okay. from that time where she was a little too aggressive yeah. on yeah. asking me to go over her place 30 years ago for lasagna. And I'm, it's been bugging me. I've been at, I've been going through therapy two days a week. She asked twice. You know, it's ruined my relationship with my mother. I can't do anything. This is really affecting my, my life. I can't eat my lasagna anymore. I can't. I haven't been able to eat a good lasagna in 30 years. This is, you know, I'm making very light heart of this yeah, right of now. I'm trying to make it funny. Yeah. But the reality of it is, is I'm fucking so tired of hearing all these women cry wolf. 
And it's bad because when legitimate sexual assault happens and yeah. really bad things happen, yes. it gets dusted. It's eventually going to get dusted under the rug oh God. because of how many shitty fucking cucks out there that are just salty for whatever reason or want revenge or whatever twisted shit that's going on in their heads and they want to be part of a movement or where they want their voice heard, or they want to make a Facebook post that gets 20,000 shares and 4 million views, and they want to have their, their five seconds of social media fame to ruin somebody's life. It's absolutely ridiculous. Once again, I cannot stress enough that if there is a woman that has been sexually abused or, or taken advantage of or been felt uncomfortable... You go to the police and you tell them, and it's nothing to be joked about. But 30 years later, on an allegation such as these, where I'm hearing hot tubs, and I'm hearing of just ridiculous shit, even my crazy lasagna analogy, which is not far from the truth of what we're hearing (laughs) from like now. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. It's getting retarded to the point where it's like, if a girl is running down the street right now, and I'm just walking down the street, and she's like, dude, there's a guy up there, and he's scary. I'm going to say, are you fucking with me right now? Is this <laughs> is this for real? Like, it's do really? I actually have to do something here? Or 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 has he just asked you on a date, and you didn't like it? You know? what? what okay, what's going on here? Okay? Because uh, I think the more this goes on, it's already happening. It's already happening well, now. What happened to Aziz Ansari? Like, the person went out we on are, a date, yeah, we talked about like that, it, and then... It's happening so much now, it's absolutely ridiculous. And now it's happening in the gaming world to an Atari dude that was having a hot tub. Um, you dude, know, we're talking about taking a Pioneer Award from one of the few people that would be like the easiest decision in the world to give an award to for pioneering in video games. Motherfucker founded Atari, okay? Because... Of some, and they're not even proof. That's the that's the that's the scariest part. Yeah, it's about, just like, hey, I could have just made it up, right? About just the Me Too to, movement is that yeah. is that is that of all of the legitimate cases that exist within the movement, the sheer volume of what is what appears to be bullshit, or at the very least, are just allegations. Is yep. is that and and it's, uh, there's no. Everyone is guilty until proven innocent in the Me Too movement right now. It's if allegations exist, we You're side guilty. we side with the <laughs> with the person accusing first, and then only later on with some unbelievable, irrefutable proof can somebody escape the jaws of the Me Too movement. Um, which again, not only is that is that shit for the person who is accused, because as soon as you're accused, even if you are proven innocent, you would have to assume that everyone that heard about the accusations. Also heard of of you being, you know, cleared of those accusations because once they hear it, they just associate that with you for the rest of time until they hear otherwise. Yep. And not everyone's going to hear that you suddenly just fucking got off the hook uh, right. because they found out about it. And so you just instantly, with no proof, no anything, people digging shit up from thirty fucking years ago, twenty years ago, ten years ago, whatever, uh, with no proof, and it's just. It's yep. crazy. And again, it, yep. it also belittles the real cases yep. that exist. Yep. Uh, and so it's just now, now credit to this dude. Now, whether he's trying to hide some shit or not, 
whatever. He came out and he said, good job, guys. If for whatever reason, something that I did in the past hurt some women or whatever, and we want the uh, the award to, uh, you know, the Pioneer Award to not be tainted by whatever because of the current socio-political climate of this shit, I'm okay with that. I will live with not having the award. He put out a statement of that uh, 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 of that kind of thing to, you know, not long after I the would, statement was I made. would sue, I would sue this fucking award show. I would actually, you're from America, I'd sue the fuck <laughs> out of them because you can sue for whatever. I'd sue them because them pulling this them were the almost, accusers. Almost accuses, almost like you're, they're going, you know what? He is guilty. And, and it, 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 it makes just, it worse. It, pisses, it makes it look worse. It makes it look worse. It pisses me off. Like, it's just ridiculous. I mean, I don't know what's worse, the accuser at this point or the award show. I don't know which one's worse because you're just automatically taking a side. It's like anybody could go and write a write a blog post about anybody in the world right now and make up some bullshit and ruin their career. It's fucking insane. It, 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 there is no innocent until proven guilty. It's innocent until some salty woman goes on the Internet and writes a paragraph about you. Then you're fucked. And the thing is, is it's always taken on the woman's side. You know, it's like that in the courts. If you're having a custody battle, it's ta- it's that it's it for some. And it, it's mainly because women women will will complain about, oh, we're treated unfairly. And in, in some cases they are I'm not saying they're not. But it's it's in these sort of things. It's always assumed that men are always more powerful and that that it's almost like men are the decision makers and we are the ones that are the root of any problem. And when it when it comes to a woman complaining about anything, really, and that's the way I that's the way I look at it anyway. And it's automatically taken to the side of the woman because they seem to be inferior. They seem to be not as strong, you know, not as maybe outspoken, not as powerful. You know, not as whatever, and so ultimately, it's the whole they, oppressed they, versus the oppressor shit that's been around. Yeah, just ridiculous, dude. And it, it, anyway. It's it, okay. Now again, we're three dudes talking about this shit, exactly. And, and, and exactly. we're talking we're to a predominantly yeah. we're talking to a predominantly male audience. Male. Yep, right. Absolutely. And so we're we're in a bit of a fucking echo chamber here. But this is in, definitely a biased conversation. But in you know, with all in, in all honesty, it is a bit of a it's. It's a it is a scary thing not just not just in that in that truth truth is how do I put this the craziest thing about about this situation or not the craziest it's a, it's too much hyperbole I got to stop saying the craziest thing about anything the 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 thing one of the things about this that that I find interesting is that in the age where um Information is so readily available for everything, forever, for pretty much anyone to access at any time. Truth is perhaps the hardest to uncover now than it's ever been. Um, and what what's making that situation worse is that uh, we're in we're at this odd point in in from a cultural standpoint at least here in north america i won't i won't branch that out fucking you probably say a good chunk of europe as well to a degree but the where we're at, the, at this odd point whereby um it is the the guilty until proven innocent 
And it's it's become that because it's like Jeff was saying, it's the uh, in a roundabout way, it's the oppressor versus the oppressed mindset that currently exists. It, it, nobody wants to wants to look at the world in a in, where it's even when you're living in a in a capitalist society where everything is pretty much go with 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 exceptions like everything has exceptions mm-hmm. go bust your ass and by merit you will go places I in life you. will you pop will oh, there we go Oh, no, you're good. You're, you're back. Good? You're, We're good. Your sound you is silent. Out you went silent for like 30 seconds. Oh, okay. Yeah, that happens with you guys too sometimes. That's actually just part of the. Uh, it's. <laughs> anyway. Do your thing. <laughs> it's window. It's windows. So so um, yeah. So uh, where, where where was I? The 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 oppressed versus the oppressors. The uh, where nobody wants to admit that. Um, that they have a bigger stake in what happens in their life than it really does. Like, like they don't want to admit the, the amount of responsibility that they shirk when they take on the oppressor versus the oppressed. Because when you can, when you can look at society and say, and this is happening with men versus women, the black versus the white, the red team versus blue team, the fucking whatever you want to say. It's the Canadians versus the Russians in the in actually, hockey. This whatever. Hold on, actually, hold on a second. Let me finish my thought because I'm bad enough remembering where I go in the first place. So when you do that, when you can look at that and you can look at the world in that kind of way, what does it allow you to do? Well, it allows you to remove, do one of the one of humanity's favorite things in the world currently, which is take yourself out of the problem entirely. So you, you look at your, your own personal situation and you're like, fuck me, I don't have all that much money. Why is that? And they, then you look at the, the problem and they go, well, my boss doesn't like me. Okay, every, almost every excuse that somebody will come up with will be something that will allow them to remove themselves from the situation by, by virtue of saying that they're the oppressed and somebody else is oppressing them in some way, shape, or form. And this happens... Um, and this is and this is part of why this Me Too movement is as dangerous as it is because it's it's representative of a situation where where uh, people have now uh, dug back up the the men versus the women thing, especially in the workforce, because this is really what this is all about is uh, is not just the sexual part of it, but it's also the uh, you know the sexual assault part, which is awful, but it's it's also piggybacking the women not getting paid as much as men, women mm-hmm. not getting the same opportunities as men, et cetera, et cetera. And it's all about that. It's all about men and the the patriarchy holding down women. the rest of the fucking world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so uh, the scariest part uh, again, I can't stop. I fucking have to stop saying that. But what makes that scary? Is is that when you're in that situation and people are so dichotomous with with how they look at at things and removing themselves from the situation uh, and the problem when they remove themselves and they they remove this responsibility from their own shoulders is that they feel like they're a hundred percent in the right and there is almost nothing the other side can do to rectify the problem. They don't want to talk about it. What they want to do is 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 say that the other side is wrong and it's a full stop. They don't want to hear. They don't want to have a discourse. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to find where the actual solution is. What they want to do is take no responsibility, blame somebody else for 100% of what's happening, and then shut, down. And then shut that thing down, even if 
That isn't the reality. And because of the internet where people can get together and feel good about each other and fucking do whatever the hell they find a group that, cause it's so easy to find other groups of like-minded people, you get these movements and then this shit fucking perpetuates itself. And because nobody can fucking think critically anymore, aside from a small section, I'm not even all that fucking good at it, but I'm better than a lot of the fucking average population. I know that much is that you get, you get the, uh, a minority that has the power of a majority until in reality it becomes a majority because the the thought process of how people look at things and what they're accepted as norms culturally becomes the fucking standard and then you get trapped in this weird fucking uh you know twilight zone where Donald Trump is the fucking president of the United States men can't fucking order a drink for a woman at a bar without getting shot in the back of the head by a police officer and and everyone is against everyone else forever and nothing is ever their fault and it's nuts. And now this so, poor motherfucker at Atari is taking his award away. The Pioneer Award. And Chuck E. Cheese. He should get a Pioneer Award for Chuck E. Cheese, too. Let's hook him up with one of those. <laughs> so to bring that all back to gaming, on a side note, um, that exact situation has actually been happening in Heroes of the Storm and the Heroes of the Storm community. Heroes of the Storm announced that they're bringing out voice chat in-game. And for normal for most of us that seems like a really good thing to have you know team-based game have voice chat available in game unfortunately for uh, again i'm not trying to minimize what happened to these people but yeah, it's said that people, we have to preface everything we say every yeah. three seconds with by the way no, i say i say fuck them but here's actually. the thing <laughs> but here's the thing my my, my counter preface is i am a minority and yeah yes, so yeah I'm not but you're not a part. woman panic you're not a minority so, woman I've started seeing arguments. I started seeing. I'm black. Do you know how many n bombs I'm going to hear on that fucking thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know how many n bombs I'm going to hear? Yeah, tons. <laughs> so pretty much what happened was a bunch of people came out and said, "Heroes of the Storm should not have voice chat at all. It's an avenue for harassment. We're going to get harassed. I can't even like, go into one game without getting harassed." And they pretty much like. And whenever someone was like, "Look, we understand that you know you've had bad experiences, but you can turn it off. You don't have to use it." Their counter arguments are like, it puts me at a competitive disadvantage. I should not have to choose between a competitive disadvantage or not being harassed. And they started like going off all of these huge things. And their only, their only acceptable solution that they had was heroes of the storm should not have voice chat implemented at all. It's like anyone trying to make an argument would get like swarmed and jumped on. I came in and said, I'm like, look, I get where you guys are coming from, but overall voice chat's just a tool. Hold Listen. the people in chat responsible. And they're like, no, 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 you're wrong. You should not be allowing them to harass. I'm like, that's kind of a you problem. I'm sorry. You know what? I. It Listen. pissed me off too. Hey, I don't want the backstreet boys to come to my city. All right. Because. I don't like social situations. You don't want it that way. And I don't want to have to go to a concert and be around people. You saw what happened in America. I don't feel safe there. I don't like concerts. <laughs> I, they, they, they drive me crazy. But Ke Kevin talking now, about now, how I want it that way. Now. <laughs> now <laughs> Tell me why, Adam. Tell I me either, why. I either got to sit at home and listen to Millennium on CD in the worst type of format possible i do have the flak drives on my computer so sometimes listen to those but now 
I have to be at the disadvantage. I can't go and enjoy them live. I I can't go and actually listen to their voices. I don't listen, Mayor. I don't want them in our city. This is not right. Because of my own personal insecurities, I do not want this Backstreet Boys in my city because I don't like social situations. That's all I hear. You when know, people don't want to talk to tie on Heroes of the Storm. To tie this into our movies and TV segment uh, coming up here, I'm gonna I'm gonna summon the name of Will Smith. All right, great dude, Will Smith. Relatively good actor, some would say. Mediocre rapper, but we let him have it because you know he had some fire. He had he had a couple of fire hits that people still listen to every summer. So we're gonna give it to him. Will Smith had this like. Out of nowhere, unless I miss some sort of context, video that he posted on on Twitter and other social media here uh, yesterday, talking about a conversation he was having with a friend of his, the the distinction between uh, fault and responsibility. And uh, it kind of ties into all of this because you're looking you're looking at uh, at a lot of people that that can't uh, that that don't seem to be able to distinguish the difference between fault and responsibility. And sometimes when you just hear that, it, it's actually, you know, to stop and think about what is the difference between fault and responsibility, it can sometimes actually be a bit, uh, a bit difficult. Um, it might be the fault of um, somebody who calls you a bad name. Jeff goes and plays some PUBG and he accidentally makes the mistake. He just fat fingers the keyboard and all of a sudden all chat turns on. And you can hear you can hear just whatever is happening at the beginning of matches. And 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 they find him. China and number one. Just Nigeria comes out of the lips of every twelve year old playing PUBG for the next hundred seconds as he's waiting for the next next match. It might be the fault of that person for committing that that act, but the thing that people seem to misconstrue is that it's it's not always, and in fact, um, in a in a healthy relationship with any situation, it's not always up to the person who is at fault. It's not always their responsibility to rectify uh, the entirety of the situation. So, for example, it would not be up to the other person to make Jeff feel better about himself at the end of that, or to be able to handle and process that situation as it handed, as it happened. It's not Jeff's responsibility or his responsibility to do that for <laughs> Jeff. Jeff has to, Jeff has the responsibility to do that for himself. Um, in these situations, uh, and the way that people seem to be, uh, tackling a lot of this, the, these things as they come up, these movements and everything else, is that they they all seem to be tying fault and responsibility of the rectifying of any of these situations as being the same thing and, and to always and forever be, regardless of uh, of what variables are involved, placed on the same person. Uh, and uh, again, a, a, uh, a dangerous situation to find yourself in because uh, it, it, it continues to remove responsibility off of oneself it, it's like nobody wants to what responsibility of any kind anymore it's it just become it's becoming this kind of pervasive thing nobody want nobody even wants to make their own food anymore at home shit people just want to order shit all the time they didn't want to have to think about the fact they got to like you know put chicken breast in the oven for 25 minutes and stick a meat thermometer in it and make sure it's not going to kill their chi- their children and just be done fucking cooking dinner 
Nobody wants to take responsibility when they uh, when when they fuck up at work or some shit. It's always somebody else's fault, and and uh, uh, that's something. I don't know. It's just it's something that I just see more and more of. Nobody wants to take personal responsibility, and this and this carries over into relationships, where uh, between spouses or boyfriend girlfriend boyfriend 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 girlfriend girlfriend whatever the fuck Apache helicopter vegan golf club whatever the fuck you want to be in your relationship, where 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 there's always somebody playing a victim role and responsibility is a very difficult thing to, for people to take on. If you're one of those people, self-reflect a bit. Everyone's everyone's guilty of it, for sure. Nobody, I'm not nobody, guilty of it, Adam. nobody. <laughs> the fuck you talking about, bro? Uh, you're in my space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're you're ruining my safe space. Think about it. It's Seriously. called being human. <laughs> it's called being human. Think about it. But um, you know what? Back to no. I'm yeah, not yeah, done no, go yet. ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Back go ahead. to heroes of the storm chat. All right. If you are legitimately complaining about heroes, you know what? You can go ahead and complain. Because, you know, if you don't like voice chat, you don't have to to like, hey, you're allowed to not like it. Yeah. But if you're going to come out and just go full blown, like take it away from everyone. Yeah. Like, you know, you're 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 protesting. You're 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 that guy out on the street, you know, with tiki torches. And you're saying, no, we do not want voice chat. It ruins this game. It's not fair. It puts me at a disadvantage. Then why don't you just remove yourself from the game? Why don't you just say, you know what? This is something that I cannot be part of anymore. I got to walk. But you know what their argument will be? Well, that's not fair, Jeff, because I put in hundreds of dollars into skins, hundreds of hours into gameplay, and, you know, it's not fair that I have to go. How about all these new people that are coming in from Overwatch because a new Overwatch character came in that they're infecting this and they should be the ones to leave because guys like me, (laughs) we're the ones who built this from the ground up. We were here when there was nothing and I'm entitled and I've got a small dick and my opinion really doesn't matter. So, you know, fuck those people. All right. Just, you know, what? just straight up. Fuck those people. If you don't like the get the voice chat, click the mute button. Click. The I don't mute understand button. how somebody could complain about that. If there was no mute button and you had to listen to everyone spew whatever the fuck they want to spew, that would you, be a problem. Sure. Now you now you have a valid point. Yes, uh, but there's an option to turn it off. In there, fact, you know what I think Hots should do? Which defaulted defaulted off. Defaulted off. <laughs> yeah. Defaulted off, and you actually have to click the tab button. And manually turn on unmute. I think that would be a perfect thing because the people would then opt in every game if they wanted to be in or not. And if you want to make the the argument, well, I'm at a disadvantage if I'm not talking to my team and the other team is, well, I'm sure that there are people just like you that also do not want to talk to people on the other team. So really... In the grand scheme of things, there might be a game or two or, you know, three games out of ten where, sure, you're at a disadvantage because you're not talking. And you could also make the argument that the ones talking, there could be somebody that is very toxic, which actually may put their team at a disadvantage from telling somebody, pick Vala, you fucking scrub. I hate you. No, I'm being ADC. 
eat a dick. <laughs> no, I'm feeding now. All right, fuck you. I'm going AFK. So what really is advantage and disadvantage? You're just you're just coming up with reasons while trying to figure out a way to validate your opinion on why there shouldn't be voice chat. And I think if it's a team-based game, having the option to talk to your team, I can't tell you how many games I've played at HOTS where I wish I could just tell my teammate, yo, can you please join us? And people are going to be much more willing to team play if you hear somebody's voice because there's that connection. You're, you're, it's much harder to tell someone, you know, drop an N-bomb on somebody or, or an F-bomb, make, make fun of their sexual orientation, or just call them an asshole if you're going to do it like I'm talking to you guys right now, opposed to being behind an avatar and typing it out in chat, and that's the show. So yeah, I actually yeah. think that it would make it a much more pleasant experience overall than what it's not. Not saying that their their opinions don't matter, but if you're going, because there are valid points that there can be a disadvantage at times, but there also can be an a, a, an advantage to it, and and as as the entire game as a whole, so it's it works on both sides. I think that it's a good it's a good change, but once again, it's my own personal bias opinion. But I think the vast majority of people will say, hey. You know, there's an option to mute, so go ahead and mute it if you don't like it. Yeah, I, it's really I, I, that simple. I, there's, there's I really not, just want the quick, quick mute or quick on, quick off button for it. Be like, yeah, it. it's like, hey, I, I'm not liking this team. Mute, cool, done, move on. It's not, yeah, it's not a particularly complicated situation. Yeah, the response, of, the response to that has been no. There should absolutely not be an dude, avenue that I get yeah. to harass. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, it's bad. It, it oh, is, it bad. is, it is like the Twitch chat, right? Yeah. Somebody yeah. just mentioned in Twitch chat. Same thing in Twitch chat. You know, there there are people in there that say things, you know, that are offensive quite often in, in Twitch chat. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. a lot of us have become very desensitized of this, mm-hmm. so it's like whatever. But there are probably people, there's probably not a lot of them, but they do exist, that'll see something in chat that will get offended. Well, and, and, they, and they will ruin their whole... I've had people in my chat that were like, Jeff, this chat is fucking retarded. I got to go. I'm sorry, dude. I want to support you, but I can't be here. And what do I say? Yeah, do I say, do, what, do, what do I do? Do I say, <laughs> hey, every, 99% of people, can you stop doing whatever it is that you're doing? Like, there are some times where people are arguing about political shit where I'm like, okay, guys, just, that's it. I let you go for too long. Just shut up about it. Let's just drop it. But for the most part, if somebody says a racial slur, or a homophobic remark, or just something in general. Like, even if we're talking right now, and uh, actually one of the other podcasts, I had a dude tweet out to me um, complaining about uh, um, the thing that I said with uh, the, the the video gamer telling him to go suck a dick, and he'd probably like it. Oh, right? yeah, okay, yeah. You know, there, yeah. there's there's one guy that went that went above him. He's probably listening to the podcast now, or maybe not. Maybe he's just saying, fuck this. I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't want to listen to this guy anymore. And thank you. Because that's what you should do. Like honestly, if you if if you don't like something, choose the content. You, you should choose to not participate in this anymore, and take the responsibility that what Adam was talking about uh, of yourself. Because it's not my responsibility to to filter my thoughts on a podcast that is about me. 
Right. You know, there's obviously things wow, that I, I, I obviously wouldn't say to offend people purposely. Like, I'm not going to be an asshole for the sake of being an asshole. But if I say something that I mean, then, yeah, it's not my responsibility to for the one person, because there's only one person that complained. And you went so far as complaining via YouTube, via uh, tweeting. I mean, he went he went to multiple miles. It's like I, I affected him. Right. Probably gay. I don't know for sure. I'm speculating. Might have might have pissed him off. Um, you know, do I apologize for that? Well, yeah, sure. I apologize I'm if I offended you. I, I, I apologize yeah. I'd offend you. I do not retract what I said, but I apologize that you, you you took offense to it. And hopefully you no longer watch the podcast if that's how deeply you feel about the way that I said whatever I said. But ultimately, that's on the person. I can't tell a Twitch chat to, to act a certain way. So my, you my, have to just learn to remove yourself from it or be prepared to hear things that you may not want to hear. Because my issue with the whole thing, and it's again, sorry to cut you off, no, but it's got eyes into it. My whole issue again, it, it's like kind of what the culture has become now. It's like people, and it was Adam was saying earlier, people don't want to take responsibility for themselves and their own little bubble around themselves. Their whole idea is I am me. I am going to be me. And I don't want anyone around me near me with an earshot or anyone that I can possibly see saying something that I do not like. I disagree with, or I construe as offensive to me. And they're using that and harassment and all that as a mechanism to shut down viewpoints, thoughts, processes, and but things. But panic, I'm a Patreon supporter. Why, why are you yeah. saying no, no, these that's things? What I'm and they're, they're trying to use it as, like, and they're trying to turn actual like scenarios of you know oppression, harassment, and like actual serious things are being diminished because they're just like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to deal with it. And they're using it as a mechanism of if someone says something even remotely towards that, they'll do like, no, we have to shut it down. It's an Can't insecurity it. thing, man. Yeah, it's an insecurity exactly. thing. And it's, that's the mess up part. That's that's it. Like, you know, there's been many of times where I have these real talks on my stream where I'm just talking about life, dude. I'm talking about careers, relationships, whatever. And there will be somebody in chat. There's always these, there'll be a lot of people getting a lot out of it. They're like, yeah, you fuck, you're fucking speaking to me right now. Like, yeah, Preach, I'm brother. going through Preach. this. I'm fucking going through this right now, dude. Yeah, I needed this. Sometimes I get emails of people like, dude, what you said, like totally what I'm going through right now, like blah, blah, blah. And, and it's like, it, it, that's great. But then you've got the couple of people that are like, stop this, stop talking about this. And get to gaming, right? They, they don't, don't, you know, and, it, and it's usually, and I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, uh, for sure say that this is the reason because I don't know for sure. Once again, speculation likelihood. I struck a, I struck a nerve and they don't want to reflect on something that they're trying to hide from themselves or that they don't want to combat. They don't, want to themselves. they don't want to look in the mirror because it's the truth and the truth hurts. And listen, just because I talk about it doesn't mean you're ready to deal with that at that at that moment in time. And there's nothing wrong with that. Listen, I have my demons. There's things that I don't want to talk about for sure. But it doesn't mean that because you guys may be talking about something that I'm like, oh, man, uh, this subject. I, oh, man, like, I, you know, it's hurt me to my core here. I'm not going to be like, guys, no, just I don't want to fucking, you know, that that's it. it, it you got to it's it's one of those things that ultimately it's an insecurity thing. They do. They do not want to reflect. 
And that's why they lash out. And likely, the person that I offended last week, there's something there, right? There's something going on wherever, whether it's them personally or a close friend or whatever, that has fought a battle or an inner battle, and I struck a chord. And that's, that's you know, that's called being human and having feelings and emotions, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. But to, to lash out and be angry and, and uh, you know, tell somebody they're wrong, and you're okay to have your opinion for sure. We can debate this all day. But, you know, that, it's, it's ridiculous. And we're on the Internet on top of that. It's like whenever you go on the Internet and you want to listen to a podcast, you want to go into a Twitch chat, you want to go on wherever, prepare to hear some shit that you don't want to hear about, dude. If I, if, if, if I was that scared, I'd stay away from Twitter. Because the amount of shit oh, that God. I see on Twitter <laughs> that I don't give any fucks about is is for real. And I can't even get away from it because I only follow people that I really care about or I care to hear their thoughts out. But I can't I can't uh, um, control what panic retweets, what Adam retweets, what Joe Bob retweets. And then I see something I'm like, really, we're talking about Trump again because I can't fucking stand Trump. I can't stand anything to do with him. And I don't even want to see it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to, but you know what? I realized that other people want to talk about it. Other people have different varying opinions and I have to respect that. And it's ultimately something to do with me. And if I don't want to see a spoiler for star Wars, then I need to get the fuck off the internet. If I, if I, if I want to risk it to be offended or to be spoiled or to be let down or to have a nerve struck where I have to do some reflection when I'm not in a headspace of wanting to reflect, then I have to take, then, then I'm have to be willing to take that risk. If not, then maybe I shut down my Twitter for a while. Maybe I'm not in a headspace where I can handle these things and I'm not willing to go there. But people are just, they, they're not willing to take responsibility for themselves and what triggers them, and thus they continue to just do what they want, and then they want to they wanna lash out. I don't know where I'm going with it, but, you know, it's it's the internet, and it's just how people think. It's just kind of going off what Adam was saying in terms of responsibility and blame and all this other stuff is nobody really wants to to reflect and, and, and take their part of the situation because there is always two there's always two sides to a story and typically it's not just one person doing all the wrong. It's usually sometimes a lot it's of the, usually you know, sometimes, in the middle. It, usually it's in the middle and sometimes it may be favoring one side a little bit more, but typically there's something that you can do at the very least to remove yourself from the situation. And a lot of the time going back to these sexual Only allegations is where you could just walk away from the situation where somebody is getting invited into a jacuzzi instead of continuing to engage in that. You just go, you know, what? I'm not interested. Turn around, walk away, you know, but people, hey. yeah, people need the better coping skills. They need to learn that. Yeah. You can extract yourself from the situation. Ideally. Yep. There it is. Yeah. There it is. I'm sure we'll end up having this exact same conversation five or six more times in the course of the next year because this seem we seem to Only. be at, we seem to be at the like the peak of this. Oh, I, I, I don't think we're even near the peak. It's going to get a whole lot worse this year. Just you wait. I'm calling it right now. I was now. trying to. I was trying to comfort myself. Panic. I didn't need you to come into my safe space and fuck my Adam, shit up. 
Adam, there ain't no safe space in here. Bringing me, bringing real me talk harsh podcast. realities like the fact that the world is dark and full of retards. I don't need to fucking you, you, think about that. You want to know? You want to know what's crazy? Is I've always looked at people that were like, you know what? I just want to move out into the country, <laughs> and I just want to be. With my Brock, spouse okay. and my dog. Brock like Lesnar. Brock Lesnar moved to Saskatchewan, middle yeah. of nowhere, Canada. It's the fucking like worst as, place you can move as to. As far like, from people as you could possibly get short of putting yourself in the middle of a desert somewhere just because he hates people. But, <laughs> it, it, but you know what? It's like I used to look at those people like, what the fuck is no, wrong with you? No, it makes a lot like, of sense. And the, the, more, the like, older I get, sounds really and nice. like the more like just ridiculous that people don't want to take responsibility for their own actions. And it's just like the more I just see this stuff, I can visualize my own happiness just being left the fuck alone. Here's with just the people that I love and, and just have a little circle and be like, be done with it. Here's an image with a quote that's been going around for a while now um, from Jim Carrey. Okay, and pro- most uh, it's possible all three of us have already seen this, or whatever. I don't, obviously, I have. Many of the people out there have probably seen it circulating uh, as well. But you know, you look at Jim, you look at Jim Carrey, and and how media has been portraying Jim now for a while. They're like, "Oh, Jim's lost his mind. He's gone fucking cuckoo and shit." And now all of a sudden, people are going, "You know, Jimmy Boy might actually be." <laughs> The most sane person out of anyone around here, uh, believe it or not. But he said this, and I wanted to bring this up because of what Jeff was just talking about, you know, the Brock Lesnar thing in Saskatchewan. The quote, the quote reads like this. Solitude is dangerous. It's very addictive. It becomes a habit after you realize how peaceful and calm it is. It's like you don't want to deal with people anymore. Because they drain your energy. So he say is uh, like he's saying here is that what Jeff was just describing. The more he thinks about it, you know, he, before he might have looked at these people and gone, "What the hell is wrong with you?" Now it's starting to make sense because at the end of the day, like Jim's saying here, solitude is dangerous. Being by yourself is dangerous, not necessarily because in, in the traditional sense that it's dangerous, but in the sense that you realize how nice it is to not have the white noise of all this insanity from other people happening around you. And even if it's somebody that's a like-minded individual, you're eventually going to have headbutts of people, which are which is fine, but and I don't think Jim is saying everyone should just go fuck off and be a hermit somewhere, but what he's saying is is that there is some there is something to the fact that being alone can be addictive for those reasons. Um People don't, I, I guess, don't want to realize that that people don't want to be around assholes. They don't want to. They don't want to be around uh, people that 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 just complain about every little tiny thing all the time. They don't want to necessarily be around people that are that are turned to a hundred and twenty percent, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, like they're banging a rail of coke every five seconds. They 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 just sometimes sometimes when you step back and you look at, at what your interactions with other people on a daily basis can be like, you go, you know, this is all starting to make a little bit more sense. And maybe old Mr. Jim Carrey up in his studio <laughs> painting 50 foot tall paintings is starting to look a hell of a lot more sensible, uh, than it might've a year ago. Um, 
but it, it it's true. You, you know, there's there's just so much you could I you could talk about this topic because it branches so far. You we start went off the rails. You start yeah. well, it's whatever. But you you, <laughs> you you start with with you know the 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 singular, the you know the the individual, and you got to realize that society obviously is made up of what it's a shitload of individuals. So when it when you, you start with with issues that that are with, within this person and it becomes a chicken and the egg uh, situation. It's did society turn this individual into something that's powering what we're seeing right now, or is it the individual that you know that started it? Now society is where it's at, and one doesn't nece- it doesn't necessarily feed back in the opposite direction. Is that I think all uh, almost all of this comes down to. People not wanting to take self-responsibility. You look at almost any conflict between two people and the majority of it becomes somebody doesn't want to take on responsibility for a portion of whatever the conflict is inevitably about. And talking it out and finding middle ground solves pretty much every problem. But that's hard. And it takes energy. And you have to use this fucking thing in your head that's between your ears. And you might actually have to admit that the other person has, like, some sensible things. Because the moment that you the, the moment that you admit that somebody has a sensible idea, that means that you, you might lost, not have bro. all the answers. <laughs> but you might you can't not lose. You know, but and at that point, if I'm not 100% infallible, well then fuck, what am I? And so, oh my God. And when you get that mentality and it, and it becomes... With so many individuals part of the society, you end up with a society that considers that to be normal. If and now only here, you and I could think that way when we're when we're arguing, huh? Yeah, <laughs> someday it will happen. The, I, I not guess, today. I guess, but not today. But I guess, I guess the you know ultimately, it's just it's crazy. And you keep you can expand it further and further and further until you get to these points where in Canada. While everyone likes Justin Trudeau, uh, at least because he's not 105 years old, that dude is a little bit more fucked in the head than a lot of people were hoping he'd be. And now we're getting some of this stuff come up, like uh, the whole, like we talked last week, the Jordan Peterson thing, where where Bill C-103, I think is the name of it, where they're trying to instate that you have to legally use somebody's chosen pronouns. And fuck that shit. It would be the first piece of Canadian legislature that would be enforcing people to use specific words and no longer be able to just use words that you want. It'd be the first one ever for that shit. And how ass backwards is that shit? How, how, how unfucking modern can you possibly be? It's the irony that, that people, that, that these people with a pronoun war want you to use their pronouns, but, but, we have they they have to find a way to do it so that they're fucking enforcing it, but they don't want people to enforce them to do anything. It's the fucking greatest irony in the history of fucking society right now. Watching it unfold, it's it's nuts. Well, let's uh, talk about that next week because we need to. Oh yeah! Move oh no! We're gonna we're gonna move. Show. We're moving it on. We're already two hours Wait, in. I got some I'm sweating hot. like a whole like a fucking whore in church, and my stomach. Is uh, I've dying. got some, some fast and quick ones. Hit me up with a quick jingle. Hit me up with a quick jingle. Movies, movies, movies. Fuck. That's <laughs> great. Sick remix. All right. Duke Nukem movie. 
Ever think that was going to happen? Nope, me John either. John Cena. Ever think John Cena would be the guy playing Duke Nukem? Nope, me I don't either. think that's going to happen. Um, if it does, are we going to see John Cena actually be a heel in WWE for like a legitimate run for the first time in possibly forever? John Cena is too kid friendly. They're not going to put him in as Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem is not kid friendly. Uh, no. And if he was made to be kid friendly, you're no longer making Duke Nukem. He kind of does exactly. look like Duke Nukem, though. So he, look, he, has a look. He, has he has a look. He has a look completely, yep. but yeah. he's not going to ruin his kid friendly. It'll be a shit movie. Let's move yeah. on. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Hey, to follow that up. Uh, remember the last time we had a uh, a movie made about Mario? Oh God, how good was that? <laughs> John Horrible. Leguizamo's career. Yeah, Mario animation movie, co-produced by, of course, the old Shiggy Miyamoto. Uh, but the thing that's that's got everyone hung up, other than the fact that it's a Mario movie and should probably not be made. Uh, is that it's being done by the same place that did The Minions. Everyone's favorite movie if you're under the age of nine. Um, oh, that could be fun. Uh, I, okay, here's here's the thing. From an animation sp- perspective, great choice. Yeah. Obviously. They're pretty good at their job. But are we really, do we really need a Mario movie, because how does that play out? We don't need one. We don't need one, but I'll take one over a lot of these other animated movies that come out, and it'll be a movie that'll actually get me in the theater. So, to say I'm excited about it, no, I'm not excited, (laughs) but I'll go see it, and I think that it won't suck. It's a good alternative. You're making the call now, it's not gonna suck? It won't suck. Okay. Uh, Black Panther doing really damn well, Mm -hmm. which is always good Mm -hmm. to see. Uh, and the thing that I that I found out the other day, apparently in the 90s, Wesley Snipes was going to be starring in a Black Panther movie, which is mm-hmm. yeah. fucking awesome. Um, unfortunately, Marvel kicked the bucket and went bankrupt in 96, and we never got the Black Panther movie, and instead we got uh, we got Blade, which isn't a terrible trade-off. I mean, Blade, Blade 1 and 2 went over real well, 3 not so hot, but 1 and 2 went over real well. And also, to follow that up a little bit further, apparently, he is open, not surprising given probably his lack of money currently, to a Blade 4, or, he said so magnanimously, I'll just take any role in the Marvel Extended Universe you give me. Just fucking give me, this is Wesley Snipes going, fucking just give me some work, please. Fuck. Anything. What do you guys think? Blade 4, yay or nay? Yeah, I'll take nah. it. Nah. I'll take it. <laughs> You'll take Blade nah. 4? Yeah, why not? Who do you want to who do you want to direct Blade for? Mm. Who who oh, even does man. a good Blade 4 right now? Like who directs uh, a good Blade 4? You know what? Give me the give me the directors of John Wick. Oh. Make okay. Me a blade. Okay. So instead of Gung Fu or uh, Gun Fu, it's going to be Blade Sword Fu for Sword yeah. Fu. <laughs> So just regular sword fighting. So just regular sword fighting. Got it. Well, whatever, <laughs> whatever the, the blade uses, just blades. It'll be wide angle. Snipes will have to do all of his own stunt work, and Keanu Reeves will be like laughing in the background as he fails. I think miserably. I think it could be a hit if they if they made it a rated R, gruesome, uh, hardcore. Oh, movie definitely like, have to be like, R uh, for sure. You know, like oh, of course, uh, um, John Wick and it, 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 dude, I think that'd be cool. I think. Uh, Wesley Snipes is just the right amount of shitty actor and and good action star, kind of like Keanu Reeves. That would just if it, it feels like it would be a match made in heaven. So there it is. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll toss this out here. If if he played any role, and Panic would probably be able to rattle this off faster. 
If you were to play any role in the Marvel Extended Universe right now, what does Wesley Snipes' role be? Or what would his role be? I don't be? have anything. I was literally thinking about that when <laughs> you were talking about it. I'm like, I don't have a role for Wesley Snipes. Um, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the Green Lantern. That's, I think it's, that's DC, bro. Yeah, that's oh. DC. Yeah, that's oh. DC. I know. I get I get that shit mixed up all the time. I can't tell and, the difference anymore. And I don't know. I know Batman's yeah, like on one saying, side, yeah. and 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 you know, the, you know the Hulk's on the other, and that's all I know. Couldn't tell you, Marvel wise, then. Yeah, no, I I, I, can I can't. See, think I can of, see him as a DC character. It feels like he's more yeah. of a DC type of guy than yeah. what he would be a Marvel type dude. Uh, Marvel's just too colorful, too. Is he Shazam? No, it's also DC. Fuck. See, I don't know what I'm talking about. I was just Shazam, that's The Rock, right? The Rock just, is going to play. No, uh, names in my The Rock's going to be Black Adam. Who's Black the evil Adam, part. that's mm, right. He's Black evil me. Shazam, pretty much. Uh, and the last one here, and this is Black the feel, this is the feel good. He's going to lose a lot of weight for that role. Uh, the feel good uh, end note for the movies and TV segment here, unless we come up with something else to talk about while we're sitting here. Tom Hanks is to be Mr. Freakin' Rogers in a biopic called you are my friend they could have they should have gone with won't you be my neighbor i want to say that was probably a trademark problem <laughs> or, or or the neighborhood yeah um i i i'm down i'm down for a mr rogers biopic i'm down for tom hanks doing almost anything uh so i'm i'm okay with this i'm okay with this it's supposed I'm okay to. With it and I'll never see it, but I'm okay. Oh, I'm definitely. I'm definitely going to watch that at some. I don't know where I'm going to watch it, but I'll, I will eventually if you watch see that it. Theater, sure. I'll smack you in the face. <laughs> now you have to go watch it in theaters. I want opening I want, night. I want Mister Rogers night. in IMAX. Opening night. Won't you be my my neighbor on a on a as long as two school buses lined up back to back. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Anything else in movies and TV that's happened recently you guys can no. come up with? We'll have some more stuff to talk about next week. There's some stuff that... Oh, is there some stuff go. kicking up? Yeah. And, and Super Bowl is happening this Sunday, so there'll be a lot of commer- trailers for movies yeah, we'll that stuff. are... Mm. That'll be out. So there'll be lots to talk about next week. Uh, Gabs and I watched the entirety of the first and what was... I, I don't know how uh, you know this is going to play out from that point. Uh, season of The End of the Fucking World on Netflix. It was pretty good. It was there's a lot good. of new Netflix things out because uh, February just kicked over. But there's a lot of like cool new documentaries and like shows and stuff that are on. Yeah, um, no, it was it was very weird. Too. It was like if you took if you took Napoleon Dynamite and and kind of mixed that with um oh what was the thing? like I I made the distinction last night when we were watching the last couple episodes, but it's like a very awkward show but it does a very good job of it and is weird and different and uh i could i could recommend it most because the episodes are like 20 minutes pop and there's not that many of them so um definitely uh definitely something to to maybe think about but other than that yeah that's that's been about it um yeah shall we answer a couple questions yeah let's do one let's do one okay uh let's see my stomach is literally i'm about to destroy a bathroom all right i got this one right here then all right what this do you is got? from our good buddy noby 
who is a $10 pledge, $40 lifetime. Thank you very much for your support. Shoutouts. You find a genie in a lamp, but rather than three wishes, he grants you one absolute truth to any question you have. What mystery conspiracy question would you have answered? Personally, I'd find out where Atlantis went. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm going to go, how did everything start? That's a good one. Okay. How did it all begin? Like what okay. really happened? Yeah. Was it a big uh, bang? Was it a higher power? Was it something else? Was it space oh, Jesus? Exactly. <laughs> uh man, I don't I I don't I don't know. Maybe uh I'll go I'll go with a completely not serious one. Let's say let's find out if Bigfoot exists. Let's let's find out if all the time Les Stroud spent in the woods trying to figure it out for himself here in the last couple of years is actually, you know, all the stuff he heard and shit. Does does Bigfoot exist? <laughs> Jeff's so uncomfortable right Oh, man. Mine's quick. I'm going to literally destroy <laughs> my bathroom. I've been holding in whatever this is about to come out it's been for about 20 minutes. It's been simmering. All right, I'm going to make this quick. Oh. Simple. All right, what do you got? What's the deal with the Illuminati? Oh, that's a good one. That's a that's good a, one. That's mine. That's it. I like it. I like it. What's the deal I like with the it. Illuminati. We should ask Jay Z. He, he, sure he knows. knows. I'm sure he knows. <laughs> Jay Z's right. a genie. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Jay Z. No, I shouldn't say that he's Bigfoot. That would be probably somebody who'd find offensive uh, in, in that. Ladies and gentlemen, let's head over to the uh, end screen here and uh, give shout outs to our Patreon producers: Jetrix, Postal Panda, Chico, Frycy, Derek P, Naily, Adam B, Jamaican J, Jorbach, Toad of Steel, Matthew M. Some of these names may or may not still be uh, there. I uh, I need to figure that out. The website. Uh, the API on Patreon's end, I was talking to Simon who did the code for the website. Uh, it hasn't updated properly in like since the end of November. So we need to figure out uh, what's going on there. So I apologize if I'm missing somebody and, uh, you know, props to whoever might not be on this list who got a shout out anyway. Bonus shout outs for all involved. Almost a hundred bucks. Um, yeah. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to let Jeff go and destroy his bathroom uh, oh, to the sounds oh. of to the sounds of silence. You should, you should play should that. that you should play for, that song uh, in the background. Noise. <laughs> hit me up with the noise of destroying your bathroom after uh, taking one too many antibiotics. I think he just shit himself. <laughs> Give you careful. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Thank you for watching and listening as always. And until then, peace.